1: Put the spring back into your step and into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.
2: Thanks for listening to Danny and Dusty On Demand, a Service Patriots podcast. Is
0: your heater safe? Why replace it when Service Patriots can restore it? Get their $59 27-point furnace tune-up and safety check, including a free 1-inch filter. They'll also check your A.C. for free. Go to ServicePatriots.com. Welcome back to Danny Dustin. On the line is the host of Bet MGM Tonight and Honesty Sports betting insider, Ryan Horvat. Insider calls are presented by BetMGM. Go check out all the latest lines today on the BetMGM app. Also, be sure to listen to BetMGM Tonight podcast for more of Ryan Horvat's analysis. Just search BetMGM wherever you find your podcasts. Horvat, how
2: you doing, brother? Doing good, man. Feeling a little bit better. I got... Stuck with uh, stuck with I, I I ended up catching stomach flu somehow. Um, mm. which I didn't know what it was, so that that was a mess. But now I'm feeling a little bit better, and uh, right in time for the weekend.
0: Nice, you. yeah, <laughs> no kidding, brother. You 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 were you were on the IR as much as I am, and that's not yeah. good. Like that's like I mean, thankfully you you just pick up like stomach bugs and weird stuff happening. You're not breaking anything anymore, so we'll we'll yeah. we'll we'll keep you as on the uh, questionable on the uh, on the injury list. Speaking of, you take a look around the NFL right now. What are the injuries that are impacting lines up and down the board that you're kind of monitoring to see, ooh, who are we going to get here? We've already seen that Tyrod Taylor looks like he's going to be the quarterback for the Giants this weekend against the Jets. Is there anything else out there that you're kind of monitoring as we head into into the weekend?
2: I'm kind of – I've had my eye on uh, Kyler Murray, actually. Now, I don't don't expect Kyler Murray to play in this game or anything, but he's taken his next steps towards – coming back, and I was actually wondering if Arizona was going to play him at all because I thought the goal for the Cardinals would be let's tank without saying that we're tanking, win a couple games, get a top three pick. Then it would be really interesting. You know, do they draft Caleb Williams? Do they draft Drake May? Or do they try to get Kyler some help, maybe another offensive lineman or wide receiver like Marvin Harrison? But, yeah, with Daniel Jones being ruled out, you know, that doesn't really do a whole lot for me just because I'm kind of done with the Giants. (laughs) Um, A couple other ones, though, that I've been looking at the Dolphins actually Tyreek Hill is dealing with a hip injury. We both know that a hip injury is nothing that you want to mess with and new. they're going against the Patriots and that's a big spread, you know? Um, so that was one that I was looking at because new England, I don't think they're a good football team or anything like that, but I do think they kind of found something last week. They're playing with a little bit of momentum. If we're going to continue to get like double digit spreads, might have to bet them. And then, um, The other one that I was looking at, just a couple like random injuries for the Indianapolis Colts. I've been going back and forth with this game because I kind of like the Colts. They were one-point favorites, another one-point dogs against the Saints. This is more just, for me, a fade against the Saints. And right Mm -hmm. now, they have James Hurst, one of their offensive linemen, dealing with an ankle injury. And then Alvin Kamara was sick. He didn't practice. And then for Indianapolis, though, I'm kind of keeping an eye out on uh, Zach Moss. He's dealing with an elbow and a heel Mm -hmm. injury. He's been really good, man. I know they just committed to bringing back Jonathan Taylor and paying him all that money. I don't know if that was the right decision because Zach Moss looks really damn good right now.
0: Uh Selfishly here, we did our picks just about 24 hours ago uh, yesterday on the show, and both Danny and I took Jacksonville minus two and a half at Pittsburgh. The line's gone down to minus one and a half. Does that have anything to do with, like, uh, uh, Cam Hayward coming back to practice? Because I haven't seen that he's been uh, activated or anything. Uh, but what, what's with the move there?
2: Yeah, that's a really good question in that game. I mean, um, like, I kind of figured that the Steelers were going to take some money just because it's, it's crazy because, like, if you look at their point differential – um, they're like minus 13 or something like that this mm-hmm. season, right? And they've been outgained in every single game, but because of Mike Tomlin, they keep finding ways to win. And they're the weirdest football team because everybody talks about their defense. When they're getting pressure with T.J. Watt, then they're a top-five pass defense. But when they're you know rushing or blitzing the quarterback and they don't get home, they're a bottom-pass defense in the league. It all comes down to are they getting after the quarterback. So I usually like them with, against teams with beat-up offensive lines or bad mm-hmm. offensive line play. If it's a team with strong offensive line play, like you go back week one against San Francisco, they didn't really get a pass rush, and then Brock Purdy picked them apart. But I just think a lot of it has to do – I'm kind of confused because like, if you look at it, Joey Porter Jr., uh, Wallace, and Pierre, uh, all questionable, and they're all DBs. They were all limited today, but at least they were, like, at practice. So maybe that's why we're seeing a little bit of a line move because you're going to need a healthy secondary going against Jacksonville. Because Jacksonville, even though they have ETN, they don't really want to kill you on the ground right now. They want to push the ball down the field with Christian Kirk and, you know, all those weapons, uh, and Trevor Lawrence. So I, uh, I'm with you guys on that one, though. Like, I feel like that's, that's going to be the sharp play is going to be the Steelers. I just I don't think the Steelers are a good football team. I don't trust Kenny Pickett. And I do think the Jags are going to win double-digit games. I definitely think they're going to win the South, and I think they're a legit contender. I mean, they won a playoff game last year. Granted, it was handed by uh, <laughs> the, the Chargers, but I do, I do like this Jags team quite a bit this year.
0: Duval, baby. All right, let's flip it over to college football. Uh, we have uh, one big matchup, College Game Day is heading down there, or it's actually already down there, uh, down to Utah and Rice-Eccles Stadium. The Oregon Ducks are heading into Utah. It's a tighter spread than I think most people would anticipate considering Utah is on their third and fourth quarterbacks, their fourth running back, who's also their starting safety, missing one of their starting linebackers and I believe one of their starting defensive linemen. Two of their tight ends, I think, I think that gets it all. I think I have, I have a rundown in my head now because that team has been so damaged. How in the hell do you bet this game knowing what you know about Utah and Kyle Whittingham teams and yet knowing how good Oregon
2: has been? Yeah, that's the thing. Like, Kyle Whittingham, I think this just proves that he's a top-ten coach in the country, if mm-hmm. not the best coach in the nation. Because look at this team. It's kind of like a makeshift team. They haven't had Cam Rising. They haven't had the all season long. And then they have all these injuries on defense. They have a pig farmer as their starting quarterback right now, but they keep finding <laughs> ways to win. And I don't like betting against Utah at home, especially if we've got some like cold weather. But I do like Oregon. Oregon's offense, obviously, has been really good. Um, and they're not really explosive, which I think is a good thing here. They're only 73rd in explosiveness but they're second in success rate, and that's because Bo Nix leads the country in completion percentage. He's throwing short a lot this season. Take what the defense gives you. And over 70% of his pass attempts this season have been under 10 air yards, and I think that's a good thing against this Utah pass defense because, you know, like last week we saw an offense that lives off explosives in USC with Caleb Williams at quarterback get absolutely shut down. Like Caleb in that game only averaged 7.3 yards per attempt. Pro football focus grade had him at a 686 in Utah this season, they're 11th in passing success rate allowed, second in passing explosives allowed, so you really can't beat them with those chunk plays down the field. But where you could pick them apart is just that underneath stuff. Even Graham Mertz, you know, week one for Florida had a pretty good game. Granted, Florida lost the game against Utah, but he was able to complete over 25, uh, you know, over 23 passes in that game. So uh, I actually like Oregon. And the other thing is, man, Oregon, what nobody ever talks about when they talk Oregon they're kind of like becoming the new version of Utah. They're not your like typical Chip Kelly, flashy, mm-hmm. just a bunch of speed. They're tougher in the trenches. You know they're going to get after the quarterback in this game. And on the other side, I think they have, if not the best offensive line in the country, definitely top five. Bucky Irving's averaging seven yards per carry. Useful. And the best thing about him is, you know, even with the great offensive line, he could break some tackles. He could make guys miss. I, I just think this is a bad matchup. I get why people like Utah. But uh, even at six and a half, I like the Ducks, man. I think they win this game by a full touchdown.
0: Yeah, it feels like a stinky, stinky line, no matter what. Even if you, yeah. even if you like the Ducks, something just doesn't. It doesn't feel to me. This feels like Baltimore-Detroit last week when I, I, very stupidly, took Detroit in the points <laughs> before getting absolutely shredded by Ouch. Lamar Jackson. <laughs> um, the NBA is upon us. We've got a couple oh, games yeah. in. Damian Lillard makes his debut for the Bucks and goes absolutely bonkers. Uh, Victor Wembanyama comes out and almost brings the Spurs back. What new face and new place so far in the first couple days has made you go, okay, I, I get what they're kind of doing here. Or, in, I don't know, in the case of the Houston Rockets, let me go ahead and smash the under on that win total.
2: Yeah, the Rockets are going to be terrible. I'm glad that you brought them up because I actually kind of like them. We see some crazy line movement. So they were one-and-a-half-point favorites on the look-ahead. There's three-and-a-half-point dogs on the road against the Spurs. Mm -hmm. I'm going to bet the Rockets. I'm going to lock this one in right now. I don't think the Rockets win many games. Um, But I do like them tonight because with the Spurs, they're going to be good, I think, in a year. I think in a year they could win 45 to 50 games. Mm-hmm. I think this season, even with Wemby, they're going to really struggle to close out games in the fourth quarter. And we saw that a little bit last year in the first half of the season. They were a good first half bet because they would be competitive. And then in the second half, you know, we thought it had to do with tanking. I remember one game where even like Pop drew up an uh, after-timeout play with like 10 seconds on the clock. And they didn't even get a shot up, down two. <laughs> um, so it was a bad product, and I don't think it's going to get much better. But damn, is Wemby fun! Like he looks like an NBA 2K player out there. I mean, he hits threes, um, solid rim protector. Unfortunately, only had the one block. Didn't go over the two and a half. I did mm-hmm. bet that, but he's going to be a lot of fun. I just don't think San Antonio is going to be very good. All my buddies in Milwaukee are uh, flipping out over Dame. Uh, they think the Bucks are going to win the finals. I don't know. I don't know that I like the Bucks more than Boston, to be honest with you. I didn't know what that KP move was going to look like, mm-hmm. but then he scores thirty. He's enough of a rim protector. And Jason Tatum's just, I think this is his year to win MVP. I, I like Tatum. I like Devin Booker, you know, for MVP this year. And I think those guys are going to have monster seasons. But, man, Milwaukee's going to be a lot of fun to watch. Uh, obviously, Boston's going to be a lot of fun to watch. And then in the East, a team that nobody's talking about, and they're not going to win the finals or anything like that, but I think they could be a sneaky 6-7 seed. I like the Magic a lot this season, <laughs> and then in the
0: West, love the Thunder. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm with you on that Magic team. I just mumbled it out there. They they, they beat the Rockets like a drum on, on their opening night, and they they're come to Portland here tonight uh, where they will take on the Blazers, uh, which looks like without Anthony Simons um, getting underway here tonight at 7 o'clock. Um, back to Damon Milwaukee. I've had probably about a dozen people either text into the show or on Twitter ask uh, in the last probably ten hours whether or not that Damian Lillard as a sneaky MVP candidate has any real juice. Do you think that if they if they finish as the one seed and Dame is the driving force behind that, is do you think there's any real value in in, in going down that route?
2: Such a great question because even with like. Devin Booker, that's what I was worried about a little bit because you have Durant there, you have Beal. My angle with him was those guys are barely ever going to play. They're going to use a bunch of load management. I don't care what the league does to crack yeah. down on it. We've re- we haven't seen Bradley Beal yet. Um, so that was my angle there. With Milwaukee, the problem there is Giannis is going to play, you know, knock on wood, unless he gets injured, Giannis is going to play at least 70 games. Mm-hmm. And he's going to average close to 30 points, close to 15 rebounds, a couple blocks a game. He could win defensive player of the year every single year, and I'd have no issue with that. So I think that's the only thing that takes away from Dame. You know what I mean? Like, even yeah. for coach of the year, I don't think he could give anything really to Milwaukee. I think it's just like if you want to do anything with Milwaukee, you have to play them to win the championship. I don't even know that Giannis would win the MVP, even if he averaged like 35 and 20. I don't know that he wins MVP <laughs> with that team now this year. You know what I mean? Like, because, like, the narrative is right now that they're this deep team. I, don't, I actually have some concerns about Milwaukee. Like, the reason I like Boston more is, is the depth. And, um, you know, I'm not really worried about the Marcus Smart loss as much as I thought that I would be after watching him the other night turn the basketball over a bunch. And they looked fine defensively against mm-hmm. the Knicks. Boston did. But, you know, like with Milwaukee, man, I just don't know about the depth. Um, we'll see, you know, what campaign can do. I don't know if I trust him when we get to the playoffs. And then how healthy is Chris Middleton because he's still on a minutes restriction? Yeah. He only played 16 minutes last night.
0: Yeah, no, it's gonna be really interesting to watch how that things unfold for for Milwaukee and, and and Boston, to be honest. I think that's the, the best rest best race in basketball is which of those two teams yeah. is, is gonna be the team that comes out of the East because the West is a bloodbath and anything can happen. The East, I think it's pretty much locked in between two teams. Horvath, thanks for joining us, brother. We always appreciate it. Uh feel better and we'll catch up with you next week, all right?
2: Thanks, guys. My lock of the week, the Green Bay Packers. It's gonna be nasty. We saw oh, it last year at Lambeau football. Field. They shut down Justin Jefferson. He's not playing in this game, so they'll shut down Jordan Addison. Jair Alexander's back. Devondre Campbell's back for the defense. And Jordan Love can't play any worse. And Aaron Jones has a full workload of practice this week, so... I love the Packers. Great spot against the Vikings, guys.
0: Look, they've 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 owned the purple for quite some time. It'll be uh it'll be an interesting kind of turnaround, uh, even with that level of quarterback play. All right, we'll check in with you next week, brother. Thanks, guys. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s. You spend it here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch.